Welcome to another incredible show of the Relaunch Podcast. And you may be in a position right now where you are feeling like, what is it that is deep within me that I just, there's that, you know, as my grandma said, divine discontent, what is happening? Well, I have somebody today that's going to be able to open up a little bit of the Pandora's box and share with you stories about what might actually be happening to you and ways to get out of your own way. And what I'm talking about is there is a fantastic person that I've recently had an opportunity to meet. Her name is Dr. Debbie Silber. She is an award-winning and two-time TEDx speaker. She's the founder of the B B, no, P, B, T, that is Post Betrayal Transformation Institute. She is the host of the podcast From Betrayal to Breakthrough, which is globally ranked within the top 1.5% of podcasts. She is a holistic psychologist and a health and mindset and personal development expert. She is a two-time international best-selling author. And today, she is literally going to be your guide to helping you break through some of these barriers that are invisible and allow them to actually become visible. You're listening to The Relaunch Podcast, and I'm your host, Hilary DeCesar, best-selling author, speaker, and transformational coach widely recognized in the worlds of neuropsychology and business launches, which cultivated the one and only 3HQ method, helping midlife women, yep, that's me too, rebuild a life of purpose, possibility, and inspiring business ventures. Each week, We'll be diving into the stories that brought upon the most inspirational relaunches while sharing the methods and the secrets that they learned along the way so that you too can have not just an ordinary relaunch, but an extraordinary relaunch. So I've got to say, I have been so excited, Dr. Debbie, to have you on the show, to be able to talk about these types of things, because especially right now when people are being so triggered, you know, by, by even the smallest thing, there could actually be a much bigger issue. But before we dive into all of that, I would love to have you share with us really the biggest relaunch challenge that you have had that has really impacted where you are and who you are today. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on. Looking forward to this conversation. The The absolute biggest relaunch for me was, it really wasn't a lot of years ago, my entire life, business, health, family came to an absolute crash and burn. And this was, I had a, um, I've been in business over 30 years. I had a really painful betrayal from my family. And then I thought I did the work I needed to do to heal from that. It happened a few years later. This time it was my husband. 
anybody who's been through it, it's devastating. It's traumatizing. That was the deal breaker. So I got him out of the house. But before Dr. Debbie, before we go on, yeah. can you share with us what actually happened in that first one where you said your family, the betrayal there? You know, it had, yeah, it was, it was actually, it's like a lifetime of it. And anybody who's grown up with verbal, mental, emotional abuse, you're, you're conditioned to believe that things are your fault if they're not, that you're wrong, that you're bad, that you're less than. And it was so many of those things. And then just some, just such craziness that I know anybody who has been through family betrayals like that, you, you, you can't make sense of it, especially when these are the people that you trust that you're like, okay, if the world is going crazy, you have my back. If other people are causing harm, you got me covered, you know? So it's, it's, it's when these, the people closest to you prove untrust, untrustworthy, you know, and, and do things that are just so wrong. And I, you know, I, and I, I'm not being that specific because there's some legal issues. I just don't want to, you know, I, I can't cross those boundaries right there, but it's just an accumulation of things that should never happen within a family, within a normal family anyway. Well, and I think what a lot of people that are listening right now can probably relate to, I call them the relaunches, these transitions, these things that just keep happening and they keep kind of knocking you down at the knees. And eventually, as you know, you were talking about the your husband and what happened there, it's kind of like the straw that breaks the camel's back, right? Mm -hmm. So you had a betrayal happen with your husband. Mm -hmm. Can you, can you tell us like what, what finally did happen with you at that point after, after he did that? Yeah, I, I was, you know, I don't want to say we're ever broken, bent for sure. Bent, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. A tr absolutely mind-blowingly traumatizing. I had never experienced, I mean, I had been through death of a loved one. I'd been through disease. I had never been through anything as painful as that. And I, my only intention was first to survive the experience, but I had four kids, six dogs, a business. I couldn't afford just to crawl up in bed and, and I just couldn't. So the way I usually do things is sort of learn my way through them. And I couldn't find a book on this that was going to do the job. So I enrolled in a whole PhD program. I mean, not what most people would do maybe after a betrayal, but I, I dove in and you can only imagine the people who said, are you absolutely crazy? I mean, I didn't know how I was going to pay for it, manage the time. How old were you when this was like you were deciding to go back and get your PhD? I was 50. Ah. God, yeah. I love right there. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Wow. That is, you know what, right there talks a lot about who you are and you really wanted to understand this, you know, half of, I, I like to say the mid zone when you're in the mid zone and you've had all these things, you really wanted to get to the root of what had happened and, and why it happened. Oh, and it was in transpersonal psychology, you know, the, the psychology of human potential and, and transformation. 
I was obsessed with it because I was changing so quickly. I didn't quite understand what was happening. He was too, but I wanted to understand how the mind works and why we do what we do. Because for me, it's so simple. It's like, oh, if this is going to hurt someone, don't do it. And I think that this is how other people live. And to learn, oh, wait, that's not what goes on. So it, it was a re-education and, and it was time to do a study. So naturally I studied betrayal. And honestly, I studied it just to help me heal. That was my intention and to be the best mom I could for my kids. You know, and but I remember going through the study saying, I have no idea how I'm going to heal from this. But if I do, I'm taking everybody with me. Like it was just this weird knowing. And the study which I hadn't, I mean, I was just going through it, doing what I was supposed to do. And it made three groundbreaking discoveries, which changes everything we know about betrayal. And it changed my health, my family, my work, my life. And it was really those discoveries and put it, and I'm happy to share them. Oh, I want to hear what were those discoveries that you yeah. found in your study? Because it, it changed everything. So the first one was betrayal is in fact a very different type of trauma. You know, like I said, I had been through death of a loved one and disease. I didn't want to assume that it just felt different for me. So I asked all my study participants, if you've been through other traumas, besides betrayal. Does it feel different? Unanimously. They said, oh my gosh, it's so different. And here's why. Because it feels so intentional, we take it so personally. So the entire self gets shattered. Rejection, mm -hmm. abandonment, belonging, confidence, worthiness, trust, 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 right? Like when you, when you lose someone you love, you grieve, you're sad, you mourn the loss. You don't necessarily question the whole relationship. You don't question your sanity. You don't, you don't, right? You don't question your ability to trust and things like that with betrayal, you do. So that type of trauma needed its own name, which is now called post-betrayal transformation. The complete and total rebuild of your life, which that's the invitation with other traumas. You could rebuild your life. But betrayal is the type of trauma where you also need to rebuild the self. Post-betrayal transformation. Yeah. Yeah. It, it makes so much sense. And I've never heard it explained that way, that it is a, it is a different type of trauma. And the way you explain that is so, it just, it, it lit up in my, in my head. I'm like, yes, it really, it's not just a breakdown of trust. Mm -hmm. It hits you at every single level. It tattoos itself on your body, mind, and heart like no other trauma. And that's why people are so hard on themselves, you know, why they struggle to heal. It's because of that complete shattering of the self. This is the person, these were the people who gave you that sense of safety and security. So when this is the person, these are the people to take it away. It's a lot to rebuild. It's a lot to rebuild. And that's why also we struggle with so many of the symptoms, which was the second discovery. The second discovery was there's actually a collection of symptoms, physical, mental, and emotional, so common to betrayal. It's now known as post-betrayal syndrome. And we've had over 95,000 people take our post-betrayal syndrome quiz on our site to see to what extent they're struggling. And a few things about that. The first thing is we've all been taught time heals all wounds 
Well, I have the proof that when it comes to betrayal, that's not true. There's a question on the quiz that says, is there anything else you'd like to share? People write things like, my betrayal happened 35 years ago. I'm unwilling to trust. My betrayal happened 40 years ago. I can still feel the hate. So we know you cannot count on time or a new relationship to heal it. It will follow you around like a shadow until and unless you deliberately and intentionally heal it. And every few months I pull the stats from the quiz to see where people land. I'm happy to share some. I would love that. And I also find before you do that, yeah, when you start to talk about when you've had betrayal, Mm-hmm. All right. And as you said, it, it can come in many, many, many different ways to you. And it is traumatic. Do you find that there are people that can get through betrayal a little easier than others? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There, there were three groups in the study who did not heal. And this will become so much more clear when I share the third discovery. But there were three groups who didn't heal. The first was the group that was numbing, avoiding, distracting. They ran to the doctor who put them on a mood stabilizer, anti-anxiety medication. They were emotionally eating, drinking, whatever. May have made the day a bit easier to get through, not without a price. The second group, this was the group, they had their story. They were sticking with it. They were betrayed. That's just who they were. And it became their identity. And they shared that story and they had their story. And at the end of the day, they had their story. And that's just about it. (laughs) The third discovery, uh, I'm sorry, the third group that didn't heal, this was the group where the betrayer had very little consequences. So whether it was out of financial fear, not wanting to break up a family, religious reasons, that was a big one. They did all they could to turn the other cheek, look the other way. I saw two things with this group. Number one, a further deterioration of the relationship. And number two, this group was the most physically sick. Your broken heart can't handle that. But we're so afraid of the complete and utter death and destruction of the old, but that's the only way you birth the new, whether it's a new and just on my story, whether it's a new you, like with my family, I healed myself and moved on wasn't an option to heal and rebuild with them. Or if the situation lends itself, if you're willing, if you want to, you rebuild something from the ground up new, entirely different with the person who hurt you. And not long ago is to totally transform people. My husband and I married each other again, new rings, mm-hmm. new vows, new dress. I and read our- that. That was so great. But, but never in a million years would I have done something like that unless for sure, he was totally different. And and if I wasn't totally different as well, that's the opportunity. You, you know, the opportunity is everything has crashed. Why in the world would you build the same thing that you had? Like, you know, I'll use this analogy of like Legos. You know, my kids used to love Legos. Well, imagine there's this sort of Lego structure sitting in the corner of the room. It's not good. It's just there. And then imagine it gets knocked over. Well, you don't have to put the same thing back in the same way. You have an opportunity to say, you know what? I don't want that piece right there. I don't want to build it that way. I want to do this. I want to do that. And you make something that never would have had the opportunity to be created, had the whole thing not shatter. Had you not broken it down. Yeah. So let me ask you, as you go into the statistics, should we go into the third one of these before we do that? And then we can talk stats. 
You, you know, I mean, I'm happy to share both because they're- and Whatever way you like to say it, because I want to make sure people are really following with, the first one was that betrayal uh, is really a different type of trauma. And then you called it post-betrayal transformation. And then the symptoms, which is post, what is it? Post-betrayal. Post-betrayal syndrome. syndrome. Syndrome, yes. Yeah, so I can quickly go over the symptoms and then share with you the third. Perfect. Uh, and you'll see that these are symptoms that we assume, especially if the betrayal happened a long time ago, oh, it must be just stress of my life. It must just be aging. No, it's not. Mm -hmm. It's the betrayal. So, okay. So now imagine men and women, just about every country's represented, 95,000 plus people, 78% constantly revisit their experience and pay attention to the these numbers too. 81% feel a loss of personal power. 80% are hypervigilant. 94% deal with painful triggers. If you've ever had a trigger, it can take you right down. The most common physical symptoms, 71% have low energy, 68% have sleep issues, 63% have extreme fatigue. You sleep all night, you wake up, you're exhausted. Your adrenals have tanked. 47% have weight changes. So in the beginning, maybe you can't hold food down. Later on, you're emotionally eating, you're using food for comfort. That's incredible. These numbers are the one that so far really has stood out is that 94% are just continuously being triggered. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm going to show you how all that, where all this happens in the next, in the third discovery, 45% have a digestive issue. That could be anything, Crohn's, IBS, diverticulitis. Got the most common mental symptoms, 78% are overwhelmed. 70% are walking around in a state of disbelief. 62% can't concentrate. So let's just stop there. You can't concentrate. You have a gut issue. You're exhausted. You still have to go to work. You still have to raise your kids, right? Life doesn't stop. That's not even emotionally. Emotionally, 88% experience extreme sadness. 83% are very angry. You can bounce back and forth between those two all day long, and it's exhausting. So, so Dr. Debbie, could we say that everyone or a majority of most people have some type of betrayal in their background? If they take a look, very often there's something. And it's, you know, the way it works is the more we trust and depend on that person, the deeper the betrayal. So for example, a child who's totally dependent on their parent, they do something awful. That's going to have a different impact than your best friend sharing your secret, your coworker taking credit for your idea right? The, your sibling who took your favorite toy and broke it and said they would never hurt your stuff, right? Uh, so it all depends. But And then there's self-betrayal too, and that's huge. So if we, if we take a look, most of us have been through some of it, those micro-betrayals, those death by a thousand cuts betrayals, or the big ones. And so yeah. And these symptoms show up because of that. So I just want to finish a couple more of these and then I want to get to that third. 60, oh, this is why I wrote the book Trust Again. 84% have an inability to trust. 84%. 84%. Right. Inability, not even like, you know, inability to be able to trust. Not unwillingness, inability until it's healed, until it's healed. Right. Okay. 67% prevent themselves from forming deep relationships because they're afraid of being hurt again. 
82% funded her to move forward. 90% want to move forward, but they don't know how. Here's what's so crazy. First of all, you didn't hear me say one thing, 20%, 30%. These numbers are super high. They're super all- high also not necessarily from a recent betrayal. As I mentioned, this could be from the parent who did something awful when you were a kid. This could be from the boyfriend or girlfriend who broke your heart in high school. So think about this. That person may not know, care, remember, they may not even be alive. And here we are with symptoms today because of something left unhealed from decades ago. The good news is you can heal from all of it. That's and we're going to go there because this is the most important. But we still have to come up with the third one. Third I one, can... and then let's third one, and then we've got to hit what we can actually do about it. Because I can't leave you with this. No, no. <laughs> otherwise we're all depressed right now. <laughs> so the third discovery. This to me was the most exciting. And what was discovered was while we can stay stuck for years, decades, a lifetime, and so many people do, if we're going to fully heal, and by fully heal I mean those symptoms of post betrayal syndrome, like I just shared, to this completely rebuilt place of post betrayal transformation, where you've rebuilt your life, you've rebuilt yourself you're going to move through five proven predictable stages. And what's even more exciting about that is we know what happens physically, mentally, emotionally at every stage. And we know what it takes to move from one stage to the next. Healing is entirely predictable. Happy to share the stages if you want to hear them. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Because this really is what you're giving us. The fact that you found this out through all of, you know, you're, you're doing all this research. And was there anyone else doing this level of research? With a PhD study, you have to find the holes. You have to find what hasn't been studied. Right. And what I wanted to do was when I found that there had never been a study of the lived experience of the deep physical, mental, emotional, psychological lived experience of someone moving through a betrayal experience. I was like, well, that's clearly what I'm doing. Yeah. So let's just do it. And and that was, it was a sort of a no brainer. Yeah. Okay. So, so now let's move into what we actually can do. Oh yeah. And this, these are the five stages. And I invite everybody to just, you will know exactly what stage you're in. And the good news is if you know what stage you're in, then it's like, okay, what's the shortest, quickest, most direct move? to that next stage. So stage one is before it happens. And if you can imagine four legs of a table, the four legs being physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, what I saw with everybody, me too, was a heavy lean on the physical and the mental thinking and doing, right? We're really good at that. And kind of neglecting or ignoring the emotional and the spiritual feeling and being, right? If a table only has two legs, easy for that table to topple over and that's us. Stage two, shock, trauma, D-Day, discovery day by far the scariest of all of the stages. And this is where you've gotten the news. This is like where that person takes a mask off, right? And it's the breakdown of the body, the mind, and the worldview. Right here, you've ignited the stress response. You're now headed for every single stress-related symptom, illness, condition, disease. Your mind is in a complete state of chaos and overwhelm. It's like that weird slow motion time warp thing happening. You you can't wrap your mind around what you just learned. And your worldview has just been shattered. Your worldview is your mental model, the rules that govern you, that prevent chaos. This is an okay person to trust. Don't go there. This is how life works. 
And in one earth-shattering moment or series of moments, every rule you've been following, right, and, and holding to be real and true is no longer. The bottom has bottomed out on you, and a new bottom hasn't been formed yet. This is terrifying. But think about it. If the bottom were to bottom out on you, what would you do? You'd grab hold of anything you could to stay safe, right, and stay alive or anyone. And that's stage three. And everyone, as I'm speaking this, I could tell everybody's like, oh, that's where I was. I, or you remember exactly where you were. Stage three, survival instincts emerge. This is the most practical out of all of the stages. If you can't help me, get out of my way. How do I survive this experience? Where do I go? Who can I trust? How do I feed my kids, right? Here's the trap though. Stage three, by far, is the most common place we get stuck. Most people you know are in stage three. Here's why. Once we've figured out how to survive our experience, because it feels so much better than the shock and trauma of where we just came from, we think it's good. We're like, okay. And because we don't know there's anywhere else to go, we don't know there's a stage four or a stage five. Transformation doesn't even begin until stage four. But because we don't know there's anywhere else to go, we plant roots here. We park here. We're not supposed to, but we don't know that. And four things happen. Does this make sense so far? Totally. Yeah. This is making so much sense. And it is interesting that most people stay in stage three because it you, you do think, oh, I got through it. I got through it. Yes. All it's right. Let's just keep status quo going. Don't rock the boat. Exactly. Exactly. And four things happen. So the first is you start getting all those small self-benefits. You get to be right. You get someone to blame. You get a target for your anger. You get sympathy from everyone you tell your story to. You don't have to do the hard work of learning to trust again. Can I trust you? Should I trust you? I forget. I'm not trusting anybody. And we're not getting much else. So on some level that that's good enough. So we plant deeper roots. Now, because we're here longer than we should be, the mind starts doing things like, you know, maybe you're not all that great. Maybe you deserved it. Maybe this, maybe that. So we plant deeper roots. Now, because we're here longer than we should be, and these are the thoughts we're thinking, like energy attracts like energy. Right. So now we start attracting people and circumstances and relationships to confirm Yep, this is where we belong. This is where we'll join that lame support group. And we will actually sabotage our healing because we found our people. This is where we're healing, but we will sabotage our healing because we're afraid of outgrowing our betrayal. Right here. And so we do these little micro things to feel better, but keep sabotaging ourselves because we've justified this is where we need to stay. It gets worse, but I'll get you out. Because I was going to say, well, there's some there's some major things there outgrowing our betrayer. Oh yeah, hmm. okay, I can I can go through a whole. You want? Yeah. We'll no, start. No, 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 keep going, keep going, because okay. I got to get through the list, and I still have to hit that last one or a okay. couple more. I think you said four and five. Okay. So, so yeah, so now, because this is where you are and it stinks and you're miserable, but you have to get through your day and you don't see it getting better right here. We start numbing, avoiding, distracting. We start using food, drugs, alcohol, whatever to numb, avoid, and distract ourselves from this painful place. So think about it. You do it for a day, a week, a month. Now it's a habit, a year, 20 years. Hillary, I can see someone 20 years later and say, that emotional eating you're doing, do you think that has anything to do with your betrayal? And they would look at me like I'm crazy. You see, it happened 20 years ago. 
Do you see all they did was put themselves in stage three and stay there? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I wrote from hardened to healed. The trust again maps out the five stages. Hardened to healed is like everybody's just in stage three. That's a book just for them. You owe it to yourself to move through the stages. The worst of it happened already. What in the world are you doing hanging out in the worst place there is where everybody else is stuck too? <laughs> so, right. Yeah. It is interesting when you talk to people and stuck is one of the, I even did a seven day unstuck challenge because stuck is where most people, most people live. They, they decide that this is, you know what, this just is easier than dealing with the next. So tell us about the next stage. Yeah. If you grieve, mourn the loss, budge things you need to do, you move to stage four. Stage four is finding and adjusting to a new normal. So here's where you acknowledge, I can't change what happened, but I control what I do with it. Just in that decision, you're turning down the stress response. You're not healing just yet, but you stopped just in that decision, the massive damage you've been creating in stages two and stage three. Stage four feels like if you've ever moved. If you've ever moved to a new house, office, condo, apartment, whatever, all your stuff's not there. It's not cozy, but you're like, okay, we can do this. We got this. It yeah. feels like that. But if you were to move, you don't take everything with you, right? And it was so interesting because there's one place in stage three moving to stage four. If your friends weren't there for you, you've outgrown them right here. You don't take them with you. That lame support group, you don't take them with you. That betrayer who isn't changing, you've made the decision to grow without them. Interesting. Yeah. Very significant. I see that all the time. Anyway, when you've settled into stage four, you've made it cozy. You've made it mentally home. You move into the fifth most beautiful stage. And this is healing, rebirth, and a new worldview. The body starts to heal. Self-love, self-care, eating well, exercise. You didn't have the bandwidth for that. You were, you were surviving. Now you do. The mind is healing. You're making all kinds of new rules, new boundaries based on the road you just traveled. And you have a whole new worldview based on everything you see so clearly and so differently now. And the four legs of the table, in the beginning, it was all about the physical and the mental. By this point, we're solidly grounded because we're focused on the emotional and the spiritual too. Those are the first. So Dr. Debbie, if you have even by just hearing this, multiple situations where you've had betrayal, do you have to take each and every one through these five stages or can you lump them together and do it all at once? You, you know, it, it would, wouldn't serve you best to lump them all together. But what I would say is a repeat betrayal is a classic sign of an unhealed betrayal. We see it in health, work, relationships. So for example, in relationships, I'll see an unhealed betrayal in one of two ways. That one you just said, repeat betrayal. The face has changed, but it's the same thing. And we say, what the heck is it me? I keep going from friend to friend to friend, partner to partner to partner, you know, boss to boss to boss. Yes, it is. Not in that it's your fault, in that it's your opportunity. There is a profound lesson waiting to be learned. You are lovable, worthy, and deserving. You need better boundaries in place, whatever it is. Until and unless you get that, you're going to have opportunities in the form of people to teach you. Like, look at my example, my family. I thought I did what I needed to do to heal. Then it was my husband. And then for me to join a PhD, enroll in a PhD program, I had never done anything for myself to that magnitude, at that level, at that age. I mean, right, everything about it was so crazy, Incredible. But, but it changed my life. 
lesson learned. And now you're changing everyone else's. And so when people are hearing this and they're saying, okay, wow, I could potentially be stuck in stage three with you know everyone else. What is the program that you actually provide? What does that look like? How long does something like this take to go through the stages and get to that point where you're at stage five? Yeah. So the most important factor, people ask me, how long does it take? The most important factor is willingness. The more willing you are and the less resistant you are, the the faster you'll change. We have a, a three-month program. It's a reclaim program. And if you are really willing and you do the work, I mean, everything is so strategic and systematic. We will strategically move you through the stages, you know, or at least move at a stage or two within that period of time. And this is where people say, oh my gosh, but I've been seeing a therapist for years and I'm a psychologist, but I will tell you, I'm a coach first. And if one thing more than anything I've seen, one of the, one of the factors that keeps people stuck more than anything, it's seeing somebody over and over and weekly, right? Going over and unpacking your same story without a strategic plan to move forward. Think about what happens with that. We're solidifying our story. We're revalidating the trauma. Yes, we feel heard, but what else do you get besides feeling heard? Not a step closer towards the next stage. So in answer to your question, within the PBT Institute, I mean, everything is numbered according to what stage you're in. So we have classes, daily classes and our certified coaches and our signature programs. Everything is, if you come in in stage two, you do everything for stage two until you get to stage three. You're in stage three, you do everything you do until stage four. And it's all, even the type of support, we don't want the type of support that keeps you stuck and you can't grow because you outgrow them. The whole idea is the support that it, that's needed is one to lift and inspire. Even our coaches, we have some coaches that are so great at stage two, let's say when your nervous system is so completely dysregulated and you're in such deep trauma. And then when you're in, let's say stage four, stage five, self-growth, you know, things like that. So it all depends on where you are, but it's, it's so. Is there, is there a way for listeners right now to, to really understand how do we know if we haven't healed from a betrayal? I will tell you. Yeah, it's a great question. I started saying it before I didn't finish. It was the in in relationships. If you have a repeat betrayal, it's unhealed. The other way we see it, the big wall goes up. You're like, nope, been there, done that. No one's getting close to me again, right? We think that's coming from a place of strength. It's not. It's coming from fear. Our heart's been so hurt mm. at, that we would rather keep everyone at a distance than risk that level of vulnerability. It's too, it's too terrifying. That's an unhealed betrayal in health. You could go to the best doctors, coaches, healers, therapists to manage a stress related symptom, illness, condition, disease at the root of it is an unhealed betrayal. Like think of all the symptoms of post-betrayal syndrome. You could be medicating or suppressing every single one of those symptoms. But if at the root of it, like for example, 45% of everyone betrayed has a gut issue. You could go to the most well-meaning gut doctors on the planet. I'm friends with many of them, and, but you can only get to a certain extent of your healing if at the root of it is that betrayal that's causing it in the first place. We see it at work. You deserve that raise or promotion, but your confidence was shattered. So you don't have the confidence to ask or and you're bitter and resentful instead, or you want to be a team player collaborative partner, but the person you trusted the most proved untrustworthy. How can you trust 
that boss, that coworker, that partner. So it's showing so it up. It could literally show up not only in your personal life, but professional as well. It, it doesn't pick and choose where it's going to show up. Not only could it show up, it, it has no other choice yeah. but to show up in all those areas until and unless you deliberately and intentionally move through the stages. When, like, for example, we have, I, uh, you know, we have people going into stages four and stage five. It is very common to see, first of all, all of those health issues just disappear. They, they go. They, we see people forming new businesses. We see like the PBT Institute, that was a stage five thing. We see people getting married again to or have a new relationship with their existing partner on a very different level or a new relationship. That's a stage five thing. When you're stuck in your trauma, you don't have access to that. We see new levels of health. You can't do that if all you're doing is surviving. It is so incredible, everything you're saying. So how can people get involved with you, go through your process? How do they find more? No, oh, thank you. Everything is at the PBT, as in post-betrayal transformation, thepbtinstitute.com. And we even have a program for the betrayer. You know, there are some betrayers who are just, they're on to the next, no remorse, no regret, nothing. I'm not talking about them. But for the ones who realized what in the world did I just do? Uh, it's incredible to work with them because their transformations are as profound as the betrayed. And we have lots of couples. One goes through our reclaim for the betrayed. One goes through our rebuild for the betrayer. And they end up as two very different people. Oh, this is so great. And Debbie, thank you for all that you're doing. Thank you for going back and saying, I'm going to figure this out because I need to figure it out for myself so that I can help others. It is it's so incredible as you have put it into the the vessel that people can actually understand, right? We can get it. It's it, before betrayal was just this like it's out there but nobody really understood what was really going on and how they could actually take back and move through it, which is which is so critical. So thank you so much for being on the relaunch podcast. And for, you know, for you out there, if you're starting to, you know, think, huh, maybe some of this is really resonating. Like she said, 94% of us are triggered by something that caused a that could have been a betrayal and you just want to figure out a little bit more it's that self-work right we talk about self-betrayal we talk about like how can you help yourself so that you can bring in all of these incredible things that ultimately even even after 50 we want to be doing so thank you and for everyone out there live now love now relaunch now into that next best version of you and you got to do the hard stuff sometimes in order to get to that really great place in your life. So definitely reach out to Dr. Debbie. We will have it in the show notes. But again, Debbie, thanks for being here. Thank really you. Great. Yeah, wonderful. And everyone, we will see you again next week. Take care. You've just heard another episode of the Relaunch Podcast. If something shared in this episode resonated with you, please head over to iTunes right now and leave us a five-star review and share this episode with others to inspire them to take the small steps that lead to a life full of purpose and possibility. And remember, you can have immediate access to the show notes and any giveaways at 
therelaunchco.com backslash podcast. Until next week, now is your time to relaunch your transition into a transformation.